The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. How else would you know about the latest trends and what people are fighting over? For our daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Hey. It, sometimes social media is kind of like a dumping ground for all of our emotions. <laughs> Do we project at all? I think so. And none of us are guilt-free of that. <laughs> very, very true. All right. None of that, because there is a lot to celebrate and look forward to, like the Busan International Film mm. Festival. Mm-hmm. for example, and the recent 2022 Park Gyeongni Literary Prize. Yes. Um, this year's recipient for the, the International Literary Prize uh, will be awarded to Lebanese-born French novelist Amin Malouf. And uh, yeah, the Toji mm-hmm. Cultural Foundation made the official announcement mm-hmm. just yesterday. In case some of our listeners from abroad may not know, Park Gyeongni was most noted for yes. Toji. That's right. Uh, the the Pakyongni Literary Prize was established in 2011 mm-hmm. to honor the achievements of writer Pakyongni, who mm-hmm. is a towering figure yeah. in Korea's literary scene. The late writer was best known for her 16-volume epic <sighs> saga. Toji, or the land she passed away in 2008. Now, uh, the Park Gyeongni Literary Prize is the first international literary award to be established here in Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner receives a cash prize of 100 million won, mm-hmm. roughly mm-hmm. $72,000. Toji might be Korea's equivalent of the fall of the Roman Empire. Yep. It's yep. massive. Yep. And mm-hmm. everyone who's read through it tells me it's excellent. I've been gifted uh-huh. the 16-volume epic highly, saga. Highly recommended. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I start? But it's a journey. You have to pick it up and then yeah. And then one by one. Yep. There was also a TV drama adaptation. There was. There was. And it was was just Mm -hmm. as famous, I think. Now, let's talk about the novelist who won this year. Lebanese-born French author by the name of Amin Malouf. Yes. Malouf was born in Beirut, Lebanon in 1949. Uh, He served as the director of An Nahar, which was an Arabic-language daily newspaper published in Beirut, Lebanon in the 1970s. Uh, He served as director until the civil war broke out in Lebanon in 1975, and he ended up moving to Paris the following year, where he continued to work in the field of journalism. He was editor-in-chief for a while of um, a magazine called Jeune Afrique, Mm -hmm. and uh, he made his literary debut in 1983 with his uh, historical essay titled The Crusade through Arab Eyes, which is one of his best-known works to date. Now, he has numerous recognitions and awards under his belt. Uh, He was awarded the National Order of Merit by the French government in 2020. Last year, he was honored as one of 12 authors for the inaugural Royal Society of Literature's International Writers Program, mm. along with Korean American poet mm. Chidunmi. The thing is, taking a look at past recipients who he sits amongst, yep. I think that's just as important to yes. talk about the international prize. That's right. So, past recipients of the Park 
Academy Prize include Korean literary heavyweight Chain Hun, uh, Russian novelist Lyudmila Ulitskaya, American writer Marilyn Robinson, Kenyan author Gugi Wathiongo, and Albanian novelist Ismail Kadare. And this year's award will be conferred on October 13th. And uh, Malouf is actually going to give a talk oh. four days after the award ceremony at the Kyobo Convention Hall here in Seoul. And every year they do try to do something different. Yes. I, I think this is new. They've done a lot of interviews, uh-huh. documentaries yep. that follow them into the award ceremony. Mm-hmm. But this is brand new and it's so accessible for the public. Yeah, you mentioned that you actually hosted <laughs> the Park Yongni uh, Literary Award Ceremony. Can I just say, uh, I've hosted a lot of events, but yep. that was by far the most intimidating crowd. Uh, I uh, bet. Um, and they asked me to translate mm-hmm. uh, the the award recipient's uh, speech? speech. Oh. It was 19 <laughs> pages long. Wow. And, that's and, not daunting and at all. that's not even the problem. It's the level of writing. Right. And my forte has always mm-hmm. been Korean to English, not yep, the other yep, way yep. around. There are a lot of dictionaries. On my table. I'm sure you did a great job. <laughs> no, it, was, it was my Mount Everest. <laughs> but it is a celebrity event. Some of the greatest minds in the literature yep. in Korea, mm-hmm. abroad, they come to the ceremony. So it's an exciting event, the 2022 Park Young Mi Prize. Yes. All right, let's move on to something that is also just as massive, <laughs> yeah. celebrated. Well, fall is here, and that means uh, Busan is going to host Asia's biggest uh Film Festival, the Busan mm. International Film Festival, the mm. 2022 iteration. It's going to resume in full capacity ah. uh, next month in October, and that includes the opening and closing ceremonies. It's been a while. Can I just say, because that's a star-studded affair, yep. uh, if you're there, it is about the after-parties, it is about the opening ceremonies yep. and being a little bit starstruck yes. on the red carpet. Yep, that's and right. There, there's a lot of space for the general public as long as you get you know, snacks and tickets. Mm-hmm. To do some star seeking. <laughs> All right, so have the dates been confirmed? Yeah, this year's film festival will be held from October 5th through the 14th mm. in the city of Busan. Uh, it's going to feature 243 movies from 71 countries. And this year's film selection will be shown at seven theaters in the city, including mm. the Busan Cinema Theater, which is uh, the festival's main mm. venue. Um, organizers said all planned events and screenings will be held at full capacity with 100% seating available oh. as uh, in the pre-pandemic years. I don't is... know how I feel about that, Erica. I've grown so used to keeping right? a seat empty and I kind of like yeah. the distance. <laughs> yes. I mean, last year, the in-person opening ceremony took place in strict compliance with social distancing guidelines. Exactly. So middle seat vacancy rules were imposed at all indoor movie right. theaters and Biff was not an exception. No. Uh, do we have any further information on the opening closing pieces of the year? Because when there's hundreds of films being shown, (laughs) it could be daunting. That's right. So the Iranian drama film titled Scent of Wind by Hadi Mohage will open this year's festival. Uh, A Man by Japanese director Kei Ishikawa will be shown last. Uh, Two films will be shown at the prestigious gala presentation. Uh, They include Nobody's Hero by Alain Giraudy from France and Mm. Scarlet by Pietro Marcello from Italy. Here's the thing, guys. If you are due to to an international film yep. fest, 
festival opening closing films is the perfect place to start. (laughs) Very, very good. (laughs) They go through weeks of curation to pick the first and the last. So there you have it. Uh, How many films are competing in the competitive new currents category? Uh, 20 films will be competing this year for the the prize. They include A Wild Rumor by uh, Korean director Lee Jong-hong, Shivama by Jai Shankar Aryar from India, and Thousand and One Nights by Na Kubota from Japan. Mm -hmm. Now, nine drama series, including Korean director Lee Junik's Yonder, uh, J- Japanese filmmaker Takeshi Miike's Connect, and Lars von Trier's miniseries The Kingdom Exodus will be shown at the on-screen uh, category. From what I told, the on-screen section is quite new yes. compared to the, the, the late, late night screenings or, or even the new current section. That's right. The category, the on-screen category, was launched just last ah. year to introduce uh, quality original series produced by streaming platforms, including Netflix. Some adapt... Some fight back. Yep. Can fights back. <laughs> Biff has embraced it. Yes, it looks like it. Because it is also also a competition between these film festivals. Mm-hmm. So what is your identity going forward? I think Busan wants to be much more inclusive and I young. So. Yep. All right. There you have it. Coming up in October. Very exciting. And on to our final buzzword of the day. Oklahoma News Anchor suffers... Beginnings of stroke while yeah. reporting live. Um, this is not the first time I, I've, I've seen news like this okay. because I think it was like about 10 years ago, okay. a news reporter in America, she actually suffered a stroke while reporting live on television. And uh, just recently, a morning news anchor in Tulsa, Oklahoma, suffered the beginnings of a stroke uh, while she was uh, broadcasting live. Oh, she is thankfully currently recovering okay. and she shared her updates on Facebook saying that she's okay. Uh, how the past few days have been a little bit of a mystery to her, but doctors believe that she has the she had the beginnings of a stroke while on air, and uh, she says she's very sorry, uh, you know, to the viewers to have witnessed what they saw. Obviously, not under her control, of course. And I don't think anyone blames her for the no. incident. It's just frightening, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the newscaster was broadcasting live, and she actually struggled to get words out on live TV. Yeah, that's what happened. So it was Saturday morning, and uh, Julie Chin—that's her name. She was. Reporting on NASA's uh, since-canceled Artemis One launch, when she became visibly confused and she started repeating her words, she just simply could not get the words out. And you can just tell something is wrong. It doesn't feel like just a bad day for the reporter. Mm -hmm. It's clearly evident in her eyes. Yes, and she struggled for a few seconds, and she handed the show over to uh, the weather caster for the weather update because she knew that she had to stop at that point. Can you imagine? Because she told the viewers while she was having signs of stroke. I'm sorry. Something is going on with me this That's morning right. before handing over yeah. the mic. That's, I've got to say, that is a different level of professionalism. I know. And anyways, uh, the signs came. She later shared with, yeah. uh, well, well, with her, I don't know, viewers on social media yeah. that she felt great before the show, but over the course of just several minutes during the broadcast, things started to happen, including uh, losing partial vision in one eye. Uh, a little bit later, her hand and arm went numb. And uh, she knew she was in trouble when her mouth would not speak the words that were right in front of her on the teleprompter. This is this is so frightening on it so really many is. different yeah. levels. And because, I mean, even a veteran host or reporter in front mm-hmm. of a camera, sometimes you just have bad days. Yep. And you'll be questioning these uh, signals from Correct. your body. But uh, her co-workers, it seemed that everyone was, 
quick on their feet. Yep. They jumped to the rescue. They responded quick and timely manner. Yes. Yeah, so their coworkers recognized that clearly something was very mm. off. They dialed 911 and she was taken to a hospital. Now, uh, symptoms of a stroke uh, can include trouble speaking and understanding what other people are saying, paralysis or numbness of the face, arm or legs, problems seeing in one or both eyes, a sudden severe headache uh, accompanied by dizziness or even vomiting mm. and uh, trouble walking as well. If you feel that something is wrong, yeah. I-, I know that we're living in tricky times mm-hmm. during the pandemic, yep. but seeking medical help is there is there is no overcalculation. Just call them. Yes. Call them and immediately. Get to the hospital. Thank you so much, Erica. That is quite possibly the most frightening story I've come yeah. across today. Yep. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.